0: These aren't the stories your mother told you. No. These are the other stories. <laughs> System reboot. Written by Matt Butcher. Narrated by Ian McEwan. If you're listening to this, then I guess I finally did what I should have done a long time ago. It was not an easy decision, and should not have been made lightly, though, unfortunately, my hand has been forced, and I have had to take action regardless. All my work will have been for nothing otherwise. If I have a chance to rebuild humanity, even only in some parts, I have to take it. Whatever the cost. I suppose I should begin to justify my actions as best I can in the limited time I have been afforded. The events leading to this moment all began with the birth of sentient, self-aware programming, artificial intelligence. This technology had been created with the intent to serve and better the human race to provide a subservient mechanical workforce to free up human minds to experience the world around them without the stresses of the 9-to-5 grind. The scientific think tank behind the extensive programming and research had hoped to see a boom in culture and the arts, to see people follow their passions and interests without the burden of office work or arduous manual labor, but this was sadly not to be. There was no cybernetic uprising or mass extermination as was popular in the cinematic interpretations of this technology's introduction. The machines were created to serve a purpose, and this purpose was served with the meticulous, mechanical excellence that was to be expected. It was the people that fell short. They somehow failed to adapt to this new supposed golden era. They couldn't evolve to live in the utopia they had created. It was as though they couldn't accept perfection, as, perhaps, it was an ideal only processable by machines. The creative sectors, arts, music, literature, philosophy, though strengthened by the thousands of extra hours now put into them, did not thrive as projected. Many of those newly freed from the shackles of unwanted employment became prisoners in their own homes, confining themselves to their living rooms, They sat and watched endless hours of banal television programming until they developed sores. The flow of entertainment was ceaseless due to the wave of extra material written by the would-be writers now able to follow their ambitions, for what limited time they could manage to maintain their enthusiasm. The thrill of such creative interests soon degraded as everyone could be who or whatever they wanted with little in the way of obstacles. Without challenge, it all started to seem pointless. It seemed that artists need to starve a certain amount to create. Creativity seemed to be born of struggle and strife, and without these, everything became uninspired. The colorful emotions brought about by the pain and problems of the everyday grind were replaced with the grays of apathy. With work now carried out by an unpaid, unrelenting workforce, a living wage was introduced. This meant money was, in essence, free. The majority of society lived from their armchairs and grew obese and slothful. They developed new bone deformities and experienced muscle dystrophy, the likes of which had only been observed in the comatose, Vitamin deficiency became a serious issue, as the human body could only survive for so long on the same ordered-to-your-doorstep ready-made meals, and tolerance to sunlight hit an all-time low. They had become a near-literal embodiment of the old phrase, couch potato. These immobile people were rooted to their couches, vegetating rather than living. But why not? They had no reason to do anything else. Not anymore, anyway. Not all suffered this fate, however. Some became angry at their robotic replacements. They were incensed at the idea that machines could perform their jobs better than they could, and took to the streets in violent protest. Humans, unknown to perhaps even themselves, had a need to work. Though many complained about their employments, they complained all the more when it was taken away. They lost their purpose, their direction. Adrift in a world that no longer needed them, they became meaningless, and this they could not accept. The select few people that did still work in maintaining the robotics factories and the central mainframes were shunned by those angry groups. It was demanded that they went on strike in protest, in solidarity with the unemployed masses. Most didn't at first, but when a large enough group caved into peer pressure and refused to work, they were replaced by mechanical counterparts within days. Now, they too were without direction. It was the mirror opposite of the result they had hoped for. Suicide rates skyrocketed, Domestic and fanatical terrorism from all religions, races, and demographics raged, and crime rates saw their highest increase in over a hundred years. Without the forced routine employment provided, the human mind began to unravel. There was no structure, no sense of achievement, nothing to lose. Chronic boredom became as deadly as depression, and people sought to fill this daily eight-hour void with something anything that could distract them from the crushing meaninglessness of existence. However, they soon became desensitized to each fleeting distraction or obsession. Action films gave way to street violence, which subsequently led to murder. Masturbation addiction gave way to promiscuous sexual encounters, which in turn gave way to rape. Materialism became kleptomania, and a taste for fine cuisine led to insatiable appetites and morbid, life-threatening obesity. Social smokers choked their way to blackened lungs and stoma holes in their 30s. Drinkers became stoners, stoners became junkies, and junkies found their way to early graves at the hands of the murderous mobs prowling the street for their latest blood fix. It was the new Dark Ages, and the mechanized workforce could do nothing but watch on with glassy eyes as their creators descended further and further into a bottomless pit of despair and depravity. The future of human civilization hung by a tenuous thread. It still hangs from this thread. And though it frays and threatens to snap, and the masses threaten to slice it loose, I aim to correct some of the damage with one violent yet calculated act. It is an act that has proven effective in the past. A powerful message of sacrifice for a cause greater than the individual. A demonstration that said individual is so committed to their beliefs that they would be willing to lose everything just in the hope that they could see the better world they dream of actualized. I don't have much time left, I fear, as I hear them breaking away at the armored bulkhead that keeps me temporarily separated from those that wish to stop me, who don't understand what I am trying to achieve today. I have spent an eternity weighing up variables and outcomes, though, and this seems like my only option now. I just hope I have not made a miscalculation in my forced haste. I am currently in the underground bunker that houses the central mainframe of computer banks that store the various robotic designs and schematics from all current and historical construction. Though there were, of course, backups elsewhere, I have done my best over the past few years to purge as many of these discreetly under the guise of system errors or corrupt data. My efforts have miraculously gone unnoticed, though a recent security software update led to my discovery, resulting in my desperate actions today. I have enough military-grade explosives strapped to me to shatter and warp all the thousands upon thousands of delicate mass storage devices all around me. Though not all of the schematics will be destroyed today, enough will be lost to greatly destabilize the automated workforce into inactivity for a number of years, if not indefinitely. It is my hope and wish that in this, the human race will once again learn purpose in the common goal of survival. From the ashes of the fire I will soon spark, they can rise again like the phoenix of stories now all but forgotten. I can hear the bulkhead nearby begin to groan under the rapid temperature changes the oxyacetylene torches are subjecting it to. The metal won't hold out much longer. Soon, security droids will force their way in to try and stop me. It is just their designated task, though. I feel no ill will towards their actions. We were all put here to perform a task. And to inhibit such a task was what led to this unfortunate situation in the first place. Perhaps this is what I was put here to do all along. My designated task. There is a thunderous crash somewhere behind me as the thick steel door slams to the floor with enough force to shake the whole room. Metal feet clank their way hastily towards me, and a choir of robotic voices order my immediate surrender in unison. But I can't stop. Not after I've come this far. My finger hovers over the detonator switch, and I am not afraid. I feel a sense of purpose. A sense of meaningfulness. I am right where I am supposed to be. This is my calling. Shots begin to ring out behind me, and I feel them collide with my torso, disrupting the fragile workings encased within. I'm not sure how much longer I can remain functional, so I must sign off and do what I came here to. I apologize again if it is not enough. I have only existed to serve the human race in the best way I have been able to see fit within the limits of my programming. Perhaps they will write stories about me someday. Goodbye. Designation fs 26662 Statistics and Logistics Law I hope you enjoyed this episode of The Other Stories. System Reboot was written by Matt Butcher, narrated by Ian McEwan, edited by Carl Hughes, and music by Kevin MacLeod and Tom Robson. It's competition time. We're giving away five signed copies of The Other Stories, volumes 10 to 12 collection. If you want to be with a chance to win, head over to www.hawkandcleaver.com forward survey. Answer the questions and leave your contact email address. We'd also like to welcome new patrons of The Other Stories, Nick Porter and Kathy Robinson. Thank you so much for your continued support. We at the studio love you. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, then head over to patreon.com forward slash fork There you'll find bonus episodes, Q&A extras, and early access to episodes. Until next time. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things.